I'm horny, 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 horny for change. Horny for help. Evening all. <laughs> Do you know what that's us? No. Evening, Jackie. <laughs> Do you know that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You look very happy yourself when you do that. Because I know it's a really good impression. <laughs> it's the, the neck movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Of, uh, Evening all. Do you call that inflection? They're shot. Shot the fuck <laughs> up. They're yeah. shot. Some of our leather do similar pizzas. They just shot. Do Literally they? Literally 10 minutes ago, they shot oh. happy. Why is it sure you places that are shot? Bye, boys. <laughs> this away. has been fucking chaos, by the way. Was that not the worst? I've I've been there. That was awful. Surprised. Right, horn dogs. We'll set the scene. It's fucking what is it? Friday night. Friday night. Five to nine. We thought we'd get loads of work done tonight. For some reason, we just had a chat. A chat. A very deep chat. That went on for three hours and... Where's the time gone? Yeah, I've been trying to order a pizza. That whole food idea, ordeal, <laughs> has been going on for at least an hour. Yeah, deciding not to eat on a Friday at 8pm. And you know that you'll have to cook for at least an hour. It's been a roller coaster. It's really bad. Remember when you thought you were going to get a sandwich? Yeah, oh, tried a sandwich place, they fucking answered the phone and then said... They were oh, sorry, we actually shot at eight. And after I said, oh, I was just ringing to see if you're open. Broke my heart. Then... That was horrible. Yeah, settled on a pizza place. Got excited for that one, actually. Those all sounded so good. Mm. And um, then it turned out to be closed after we tried to order. And it's just disappointment after disappointment, to be honest. But anyway, I can't wait to record this podcast. <laughs> Funny, actually, behind the scenes, some info <laughs> for that. Was it episode two? Yeah. Episode stage 2 of the arousal. podcast. Yeah, when I'm going through stage stuff arousal, Gina does all the sound stuff because I'm shit at that. And she texts me being like, Emily, I'm going to need to get you to record yourself saying the four stages of arousal again because you sound so bored. <laughs> and she played it to me. And it was literally like... <sighs> orgasm. <laughs> I don't know what was wrong with me. You would just sound so exasperated as if you'd explained it a million times. Yeah, as if I'd You were like, so there's orgasm, excitement, I don't even know. So fed up. Yeah. Why? That was a good day as well. What have we got today? Well, today we've got a good one. Well, this is, um, I think this is actually a great one. I... We got this through the Horny for Help anonymous question form. Horny for Help. Horny for Help. And I think it's a juicy one. Okay, say it. Okay. (coughs) Something that has turned me on for a while has been to be compared to my partner's exes sexually, especially in terms of penis size. Hmm. I like to hear what she thought of the bigger guys versus how I compare. I think it comes from insecurity, but I do also find it arousing. It scares me because I don't want to be constantly thinking about how much she liked having sex with other guys, and I know that my level of insecurity and jealousy might start to gnaw at me. But I also feel that sharing this with my partner will bring a further level of intimacy 
and arousal to our relationship as I feel it is one of the last boundaries I am afraid to cross. I would like to cross it with her because I love and trust her but I don't want to ruin the relationship by triggering my jealousy and fears. Is there a way I can approach this without it eating away at me for the rest of time? He's also left a really funny comment saying, sorry if I've understood what this box is for and my relentlessly male fascination with penis and its size, (laughs) which is very funny. Um, And no need to apologize and you have not misunderstood anything. Thank you for... It's a really nice one. I think it's a really nice one. And also from the outset, I would like to say, sounds like you have a lovely... Lovely relationship. Yeah. And Mm. I'm happy for you that um, you love and trust someone and that you're considering opening up to them. I think it's really exciting. Mm-hmm. So what are your initial thoughts, Gina? The fact that he says it's in a loving, trusting relationship, I think... Ding, ding. Immediately, Brilliant. it's a good thing to consider bringing into the relationship. Because mm-hmm. I think it'll only bring something new and exciting. Yeah. Especially if it's as good as how I built it to be in my head. Yeah. Then she'll welcome this with really open and be really excited to experiment with you yeah well you know that's best case scenario yeah and that's what we are keeping our fingers and toes crossed for that's what everyone deserves Mm -hmm. but also at the same time i'm like if you've built up this fantasy in your head you have expectations and something that I would be wary of, not wary, not wary, I don't want to create anxieties, but have a realistic awareness of, you know, when you read a really good book mm-hmm. and you go and see, see a film. film. That's a really good myth. And you think they've done this wrong. Not everyone will see things as you see it. And that's the thing with fantasies, like bringing them to life. Ugh. <sighs> With such a nice comparison between the movies and the films. It's true. Because that's exactly what a fantasy is. Yeah. That's the... Well said. Thank you. Thank you. That's the main thing that I would say, you know, I wouldn't be as focused on her perception of it and your insecurities. I would just be a bit more conscious of um, your disappointment. Because, you know, and it wouldn't, not necessarily disappointing, but just like, okay, I expected it to be so much more. And it actually might be the case that you only really require this to happen once, this play out of conversation to happen once, and that could be a fantasy satisfied. Fantasies don't have to be an ongoing thing. Sometimes in your head, because it's like a taboo novel thing Mm -hmm. that you haven't talked about, that's why it's fantasy. But then when it becomes real, it's just like, okay, that's done. Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm not interested in it. Because it's kind of like his secret. That's the excitement almost. It's like, yeah, telling kids not to do something. Telling them there is a cookie jar. You're only allowed it at a certain time. They're going to want to dip in. So that's why fantasy is alluring. Also, I think this is actually maybe a good point. Should have done this the other way around, but I'm an idiot and I'm hungry. So I had actually, this made me realize on Horny for Change, I don't think we've really discussed fantasies before. So I thought 
let's bring it to the people. Okay. Let's get a few statistics going to think about, you know, how prevalent fantasies are in people's lives, etc. Yeah. So, this was a really, really popular poll. What's the poll? So, I did a couple of different questions. Yeah. And then, obviously, people voted, and I have statistics Amazing. as a result. But, you know, I do polls quite often, and they're always quite popular, but this one... Really? Through the roof. Fantasies are exciting. Fantasies are exciting. And everyone really got involved. Good. Which means for more interesting statistics. Oh, yeah, right. love it. Love a stat. Tell um, us already. I know. <laughs> I'm such a tease. Um, but thanks for participating. I think it's so fun doing that. Yeah. I fucking love a poll. Okay. Have you ever had a secret fantasy? Gina, what do you think the results are? Wait, so it's wait. just a yes or a no. What percentage of people have had a secret fantasy? Sexual fantasy. Mm. I'm going to say 72. Wrong. Uh-uh. <laughs> Idiot. Oh, whoa. I was kind of close. <laughs> yeah, kind of close. Um, so, huge number of people. Yeah. And That's obviously... A clear majority. Exactly. Stats speak for themselves, but also, if you think of the human brain and our imaginations... I've put the word sexual in front of fantasy, but if I said, how many of you have fantasies about your life... What do we all think of all the time? Fantasies. Fantasies. Dreams. Or, yeah, dreams. We fantasise every night. Subconsciously. So, sexual fantasies seem so, you know, it's a bit like, oh, filthy. Mm -hmm. We're doing it all the time. And yet, why can we not sit down and talk about our sexual fantasies, but I can sit down and be like, Gina, I really want this job. Mm. I really want this flat. Blah, 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 blah. So let's try and be a bit more open. It's so it is. It's the embarrassment that comes it's with discussing something so personal. Exactly. And also it's this confusion that fantasies mean that you're dissatisfied with your life. Do you think that's what it is then? No, that this is the confusion. People are afraid oh. to voice it because they'll think someone else will assume that they're unhappy so I think this is why it's difficult for some partners to talk about it because if I went to my partner hypothetically and said oh I've been fantasizing about you know doing things differently and blah 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 some people in that position could be nervous that their partner is going to be offended because they'll think that they're just unhappy in the relationship so how would you overcome that yeah so the but the point is it's depersonalizing it Mm-hmm. I think sometimes when you're approaching fantasy, it's not you need to do this differently. Blah blah okay. blah blah blah. It's make sure it remains as a fantasy, and it's a discussion. It's an opportunity. It's not this has to happen mm-hmm. because I think that people need to tread carefully sometimes with fantasies. You know, do you want it to actually become real life, or do you maybe just want to dirty talk it out a little bit to bring someone else into the fantasy? is yeah rather than act out in reels yeah yeah yeah, exactly you know sometimes your fantasies should just be your fantasies and your partner doesn't have to be compatible with you your partner should respect your desires Mm -hmm. but there should never be any circumstance where anyone feels pressured to like accommodate your 
sexuality. Interesting. If it's not for them, they shouldn't turn their nose up at it. Yeah. If someone came to me, though, or if I was to trust someone else with a fantasy, that wouldn't be what stopped me. For me, it would be... It would be more that I was, I'd be too embarrassed to actually voice it and to share what I was thinking. But I'm very private like that. Mm, okay. So that would be a massive thing. And then it's almost like, you know, when you know you want to say something in school and you have to build yourself up to put your yeah. hand up. That is the thing. It's building up to it. And it's really, you know, it's scary and it's nerve wracking because it is a secret part of you. And it could also be a very treasured part of you, which sharing, you know, while it can open things up and create exciting things, it's also like you feel protective over it, you know. So it is, and of yourself, yeah, exactly. You want to make sure that, um, you open yourself up to judgment, exactly. Because if it's something that it's not easily understood, then you're, you are opening yourself up to the other person being absolutely like, oh, why, yeah why I would hate to do that yeah you know so as well it's worth saying if someone is coming to you and trusting you you should number one be really flattered Mm. um and just be really careful and gentle with them explore it explore it well not you don't have to this is the thing you can sit and think okay could you leave that with me or could you maybe tell me a bit more about how it would actually look if you wanted to bring that into real life, you know, but take it slow. Don't go, if someone comes to you and is like, oh my God, I thought I wanted to go do an orgy tonight mm-hmm. and you were a bit cautious, don't fucking do it. Yeah. Sit and think, right, okay. I might and explore the idea in your head more. Yeah. Don't, don't immediately close yourself off to the idea because it could be this window of, yeah, so Something much. That, yeah, exactly. But also encourage them to tell you a bit more. Mm. Because also, do they want to go do an orgy? Or will they see you being sexual with another person, shit themselves, and then hit everything? Literally, yeah. So it's like, how about, okay, we'll get a couple of dildos. We'll get some double penetration on the go. And we'll role play it as if there's two extra people. You know, be realistic with steps taken towards fantasy. Yeah. You don't jump right in. Yeah, and a massive, I think a massive part of fantasy is that you're in control of it. Mm -hmm. And you can very easily lose control when you introduce other people. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. And never pressure anyone into accommodating you and your needs they should listen to it and respect also i think it's worth saying um we're talking about fantasies you know not unhealthy fantasies i think it is worth saying that you can't have unhealthy fantasies and if you are um having fantasies which could impact someone else negatively or impact on someone's safety then maybe a bit of self-reflection and reaching out for help um especially if you feel like you want to act on that um so that's not going to be the focus of conversation um but it is worth saying Mm -hmm. because that can be common as well but generally for the most part fantasies like that's part of a healthy person's sex life you need like imagination is key yeah it's key and it is um fantasies can play a really great role in prolonging passion within long-term relationships 
it's literally part of the thing that makes sex exciting is novelty. Yeah, it's play. Newness. It's play. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you know... Sex is meant to be fun. Yeah, and it sex can lose its fun if you have been living with someone for five years and you've had sex the same way for three years. In the pool with the door open. Exactly, exactly. And while that's another level of intimacy, yeah. which is great, and I'm happy for you. Oh yeah, great, love it. But also, there needs to be an element of trying new things to keep things alive because your body just like and mind mm. doesn't respond. It's like absorbing information. We absorb information so quickly, so it's like if you learn how to do something, that's you just doing it. You're not really thinking about it, so you can't really be yeah. present in it. And your body isn't going to be loving it. Mm. I'm not saying you need to be doing like acrobatic sex routines every night to make sure you're going to be in love with this person forever. (laughs) But (laughs) I imagine aerial ropes (laughs) swinging into the bedroom. That's the only way monogamy can work. Um, But yeah, it's, you know, you have to give credit to fantasies and the things they can do for your relationship and your sex life mm-hmm. back to the pool next question was what has prevented you from telling your partner or partners 15 percent yeah. said scared it could ruin what we have interesting 50 percent said bit shy bit embarrassed 50 five zero mm-hmm. yeah, I can believe that's that. you in that camp yeah 15 again said the secrecy is hot it's true it's true um <laughs> who am i it's true did you hear my voice before it really cracked when i went yeah. Gee. <laughs> oh god anyway sorry oh, oh back to the pool 20 percent said they didn't know how to ask for it that's a really good one yeah how do you ask for it that's well you need to think about exactly what you're asking for so, for example, this man... Yeah, in the context of this. ...knows exactly what he's asking for. And I really appreciate the thought that's gone into it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's considered all elements. It's it's crossing another boundary. Not a boundary, it's another so level. Pretty yeah, but it could be another level that we... It's level up. Yeah. Um, which, to be honest... If you've given it this much consideration, I think you seem very self-aware and mature and sensible and compassionate mm. to approach it in a great way. And, you know, for example, how would this person bring it up? I would just say can you need to make sure they're in the space where they're ready to speak about something like this because sometimes, you know, it depends on the context of the fucking day. Right now, sorry, I don't want to hear about your fantasy. I'm fucking starving, you know. I know. (laughs) I know you are. But, you know, I think the best time to do it, this is very personal to me, but, you know, Cozy, where do you feel safe with them? What's your thing that you do? Is it watching films? Is it in the kitchen cooking? Is it outside? What's your little ting as a couple? And where's the safety? And that's a massive part of it because, you know, say, tell them this is something I've really thought about because of this, because of my insecurity as well. The fact that you 
are showing the vulnerability will that's that's really special I think because people think sexual fantasies oh yeah my boyfriend wants to fuck someone else in front of me and blah 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 like it's that's not what it's about it's about navigating something new together Mm. and that has a certain aspect of vulnerability and that's the that's where the intimacy is that's the whole bloody point so if you say that and give her the time and say you know you don't have to respond to this right now I just really wanted to tell you because because I love you and because I trust you literally just what you've said to us and you can say it's not something that we have to introduce it's something you can ask me more questions about Mm -hmm. um and you know another thing that I have been thinking that might make her hesitant is there could be a there's a slight tone of humiliation in this fantasy um you know the comparing penis sizes I've been with guys bigger than you you Mm -hmm. know I don't know if that's the route that you want to go down but that's that's kind of the tone that I got which is fun and that's a really really common fantasy as well especially for men Mm -hmm. um but I think you know if you've got this partner you love and trust maybe she's just a bit cautious and nervous about saying things like that to you because she loves you and it might be hard for her to try and humiliate you like that that's that's something to be wary of and be mindful of that like while you have your insecurities she will have hers and if it's new language that she's learning if she's yeah equipping herself with new thoughts or if it's just not something that she would want to say say to you yeah because and that could be it she doesn't view she's like that actually turns me off because i just want to sing your praises Mm. so navigate that together and you know tell her you're all ears which i'm sure you are because you seem very empathetic and open um, and caring so brilliant news on that front um in terms of because you are aware of you know insecurity and jealousy that could be at play within this fantasy if you want to go down that route because you could maybe be masturbating fantasizing about this and it's really hot hearing your partner say these things and make these comparisons and you'd love that but then if you transfer it to reality and she says it it could maybe feel really hurtful in real life you don't know how it's going to go but if you prepare for that by saying if we go do do this you know i will say sorry this actually isn't what i want can we cuddle and mm-hmm. can i get back to that safe space because you are dipping out of the safe space by you know going too fancy you're dipping out of like your, your safe routine mm-hmm. and if you make her aware that that is a concern she'll be ready and she'll be able to notice as a good receptive partner your body language and she'll be able to say that's it it's okay i'm here grand also if this is something you know maybe you could you guys could explore this once and you're like okay that's that's not satisfied thanks grand but you need to keep her in the loop about that because if she sees this as a point of your if this one time you were really aroused by Mm -hmm. it and she wants to do it again uh, but you know if if you don't communicate that maybe that's it satisfied you don't want anymore she could go and do it and you know 
make this comparison thinking she's turning you on and making you really happy yeah and you're like it's not the right fuck this is not the right time and it could be really hurtful and kind of traumatic you know something that just like you don't really forget so making sure that you communicate it as you navigate like if it is something um but I feel like this is quite a safe fantasy because it is role play um so you know you're not interested in anyone else this is one that it's not a huge step but even still if you say I really enjoyed that can we you know play with that some more Mm -hmm. you need something like a a word that you can set the tone with so you can say oh what could it be umbrella like do you want to have some umbrella sex tonight nice something like that or so she knows what you're feeling so she doesn't bring out this insecurity Mm -hmm. and you start thinking that she just thinks that all the time and that it's real and she's constantly comparing you to other guys because i feel like it would have a massive effect on how your mood is that day Uh i'm thinking if i was this person and say i had a really bad day at work and nothing had gone right and then you come home and your partner's like, oh, I'm going to try and turn them on this yeah. way. And you'd already had like, literally if you fucked up, loads at work. <laughs> and then you go to a situation <laughs> where your partner starts. <laughs> Comparing you? Yeah. Like you've been compared at work all day? Yes, yeah, so yeah. The stuff of nightmares. It's so important to keep conversation open about it. That's the thing. That's and just work. like, God, yeah, not tonight. Mm-hmm. I need you to, to shower me with thing. love. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, just because you want one thing one day, you don't want the same mm-hmm. thing. You don't want to eat spaghetti bolognese every night. But yeah, I think, um, you know, you can approach it without you eating away at you 100% and you can approach it in the way that we've just explained and talked through, but it's an ongoing thing then. Because the thing that would eat away at you over time is, you know, if it comes up in the wrong context, if you start to think this is happening so much is this reality or is it my fantasy has she thought this all the time and you know that bit of paranoia could like sit in um as well in terms of the thought of jealousy maybe it's best that no names are mentioned if she's comparing you to other guys that she's been with you know take it as slow as possible if she could be as less personal about the other people as as you want to start out with and you could say you know in the moment you could say oh tell me what what he did to you what he you know you guide that you have to be the initiator um because that yeah just not knowing what to do can you can feel lost and out of control and throughout this as well if she is open to this and she's excited great happy for you Mm -hmm. but also are you sitting down with her and saying what can i do for you what's that word give and take give and take thank you it's like she's putting effort in here to meet your needs and if she doesn't have a specific fantasy Mm -hmm. that doesn't matter you still need what to be want? she's got yeah, wants she's exactly got yeah. you've still got to be meeting her reciprocity there we go I love when that happens when you get the word got it yeah but yeah um, 
I think that's uh, a big deal. And if you, if anyone else is actually is interested, I should probably do this at the end, but fuck, I'll forget. <laughs> Tell me what you want. Great book, specifically about sexual fantasies, and um, by Justin Le Miller. Le Miller, don't know. He's good. There's quite a few podcasts actually with him on as well. Um, so if you just want to type his name in and stuff will come up if you want a quick fix, if you don't want to read a book before mm. going to your partner. Um, <laughs> but his research shows that those who share fantasies with partners are more sexually satisfied. Mm. And they say that um, they've got a massively increased sense of trust. I can believe that. Yeah, 100%. It's it's sharing mm. the act of doing this the act of you going and saying i want to share something with you that's already intimate Huge. yeah so it's grand oh yeah i think another thing to say is um people lose 15 percent of you guys that said you're scared it could ruin what you have in the relationship oh yeah fair enough concern obviously it's very fantasy dependent um especially if it's you know bringing someone else into the relationship or whatever think can it be satisfied in other ways sexual compatibility isn't guaranteed so it's like if you in other ways like you don't have to do that like make this fantasy come to life so think about the fantasy and how it would make you feel Mm -hmm. what excites you about it and don't think oh it's that other person Okay. No, like what what is it though yeah. be more specific mm-hmm. and how can you achieve that in other ways because you know there has to be space for leeway mm-hmm. with when you're in relationships with human beings very difficult species <laughs> so you need to be able to compromise things if you want to be in it for the long haul mm-hmm. and the thing is you can say do you know what I respect your needs and you respect mine, but maybe we're not fulfilling one another's. That's grand too. It doesn't mean very self-aware. Yeah, very self-aware. Um, but yeah, I think um, as well knowing when when to share a fantasy. Like a really common fantasy um, is fantasizing about inappropriate quote-unquote people. So say like your boyfriend's dad. Okay. You're not gonna tell your boyfriend you want to shag his dad. No. That's unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. It's just information that doesn't need shared. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It just means that you've got yeah. imagination and that's it. Yeah. You don't have to read into every single fantasy that you have. You can just yeah. be like, that's quite funny. Mm-hmm. And leave it at that and have a little giggle to it yourself. Like excellent point. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like no one to draw the line. Mm-hmm. You don't need you to, don't to share to share fantasy to have a deeper level of intimacy with someone. No, exactly. Yeah, it's like it oh, okay, shit. Yours. I haven't ever shared fantasy. I have to go and tell them that I think about like mm. fingering this dog or something. <laughs> I don't know why that came into my head. Oh. I was trying to think of what's so inappropriate, mm. uh, and I got there. <laughs> you did, but like, it's just like. Be maintain a sense of perspective and what's actually going to be helpful. And also, obviously, you don't have to 
make yourself mold into this little pretty appealing box to your partner it's also like what's your partner gonna appreciate like i don't want my partner come to me and being like oh my god blah 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 blah, blah and tell me every single sexual thought they've ever had yeah because i'm like that's for you and i'm not i'm not coming and offering mine up on a plate because some of it's for me as well like i've got my sexuality you've got your sexuality and then we share stuff together save a bit of yourself and that's really nice because you don't have to give it all away that's a lovely point that's it like you still have an individual sexuality mm-hmm. that doesn't just morph into a coupled one and it's nice to keep some stuff to yourself it's nice to keep some stuff and also it's just like some things are just unnecessary this is the thing i often think this see when it comes to even talking about who the other ones slept with Mm-hmm. my rule of thumb is um, I don't want to know any details unless you want to talk to me and tell me how fantastic it was or how it made you feel in a bad way mm-hmm. I, it's just not my business yeah I've I just really don't really care <laughs> I, I'm like oh that's not I think it's just knowing what you need as a person yeah I just don't that's not serving anything in my life it's all personal though and it's also like I will create the space for you that you can say things Mm -hmm. obviously I'm not going to be like I don't ever want to hear about that and I'm just like oh right why are you telling me this I'm not telling you about that of my life because that's my I don't I just don't feel the need to share that I share it in um non-specific ways and that's where sometimes fantasies might work and it's like you don't need to say it was about your friend's husband Mm. you could just give the context yeah of what made it so good yeah exactly Mm -hmm. and it also doesn't mean that you fancy your friend's husband it could just be you saw him that's my pizza, thank God. That'll be pizza. Um, you saw him beside a barbecue once, and in your fancy there's barbecue, so by default he's there. It's like, don't overthink it either, I think is a a fair enough thing to say. I think I have some more poll questions though. We really are not very good at um, getting through this. We get too excited. Okay. How would you feel? This is another poll question that I asked um, yeah. on Instagram. How would you feel if a partner opened up to you about their fancy? 18% said happy as Larry. 49% said horny. I want to do what turns them on. 10% said sorry. They didn't say sorry. 10% said um, depends on the fantasy. Quite nervous. I think it's because you know you hear such fantasy and you think oh my yeah. god he wants to like tie me to the roof and whatever. <laughs> you think it's going to be the most severe thing and fantasy doesn't have to be it can be the most basic, simple thing. It can be the way someone literally like touches your hair. Or the way someone even looks at you. Exactly. From across a room. It's all fantasy. So don't, yeah, minimise yours if you're like, oh, I've never had a fantasy. You have. You have them all the fucking time. And then 22% said open-minded but aware of my own boundaries. Which is a good way to be. Well said. Um, because you need to keep your, your boundaries beside you because it's just like things 
you know when it's just not going to be your thing sometimes and sometimes you're like eh, I'll give it a go but I don't feel really confident about it that's grand it doesn't make you any less sexy and cool exactly and fun you're you sexy cool you. and fun anyway <laughs> look in the mirror <laughs> <laughs> last question was do you feel that your gender sexual identity or preference impacts your ability to voice your desires or be open with a partner interesting 32% said definitely, 38% said not really, 30% said kind of now that I think about it. The definitely people, I had quite a few men saying I feel that because a lot of men are bad people basically um, in a sexual capacity where they um. are more, they take more than they give they're a bit nervous and apprehensive about sharing in case of any like pressure it might put on or in case because of assumptions that men are trash Mm -hmm. you're a bastard you're greedy you're this you're that and they keep it themselves very interesting which is interesting and that's actually what i thought i thought men would feel less Mm -hmm. open about it but then I think it's funny as well though because it's like like one of the most common fantasies for women is sex with another woman but then you know that's her fantasy and I think voicing that to another mom it could be very easily overrun by the male gaze yeah and you know Sharon it does it does depend on your gender I think because of other people's expectations and what they subscribe to you. Which is a shame, but such is life. <laughs> such is life, that's the world we live in. Um, but in general, I feel very hopeful. I do too. For I'm this excited person. for him. Yeah, I'm excited for you. And I think, yeah, very thoughtful the way it's very written thoughtful. in. Um, and... I think just all the points that we've raised are worth thinking about. Um, and take your time. There's literally no rush. It sounds like you guys are brilliant. Yeah. But um, yeah, I do agree that sharing it could bring a further level of intimacy and arousal. And I really hope that that's the case. Um, I don't think you need to be afraid. Because I think if you tell her exactly if you, as you've told us, she seems lovely. I have no idea who this person is. She seems great. Um, and she's she's going to be compassionate. If she loves you back, she will say, okay, I'm listening. We'll see what we can do about it. And yeah. Yeah. I hope, you know, as well, if a partner comes to you and says something like this, a word of advice that I would give is if it's if it doesn't make you feel completely uncomfortable and it's not for you, then maybe view it as just an opportunity to be creative and for fun and like be a bit silly grand this fantasy is just are a bit silly mm-hmm. which is nice and this is the thing like sex isn't always like yes yeah, sexy and fantasies certainly aren't either yeah, it can be like a great way to express yourself and and do you know what this is a really nice idea the thought that someone's willing to do something maybe that they find a bit silly yeah. for you to make themselves feel silly yeah 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 exactly to make Very themselves nice. feel silly to be willing to like 
try to mm-hmm. live out your fantasies really yeah. nice yeah and I think as well if you create this space where you share something she might hit you right back with mm-hmm. something and that might throw you through your loop <laughs> it's so exciting it's so exciting <laughs> the the options are endless yeah. really um but yeah I think fantasies are brilliant um fantasies the takeaway is fantasies don't always have to become reality Mm. um and think about yeah everything should be feelings orientated i think what do you want to do how do you want to feel how how can you make that happen and otherwise if you maybe don't want that specific reality to become real life also stop taking things so fucking seriously have some fun have some fun and just be able to laugh at yourself and some silly fantasies that should be left yeah sometimes you have fantasies you don't like and you just want to get rid of them yeah and you're like what just happened there yeah and then you think i'm a terrible person but you're not you've just got a brain yeah brains are wild that's it and you know if you're insecure about another partner's fantasies that they've told you about Sigmund Freud mm-hmm. the absolute scumbag I can't wait to with him and all his shit that he said yeah and why he's ruined sex for heterosexual women basically mm-hmm. um he said that fantasies are a sign that someone is unhappy or dissatisfied with their life uh, and sex life so if he said it it must be wrong <laughs> How does he have so much credit? Because uh, he's a, a man. A man, yeah. <laughs> so fucking stupid. So, yeah. Do the opposite and don't agree with Freud. Ever. Because he's a fucking clown. Um, and yeah, good luck navigating this oh my fantastic I want to hear how opportunity. it goes, You don't, don't feel yeah. like you need to tell us. Yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> um, yeah, we will be thinking of you on your embarkment. And yeah, enjoy. And anyone else who's feeling a bit inspired to say, ooh, I listened to a podcast and they're talking about fantasies. Do you have any? Ooh, lovely. Yeah. And you're welcome. Happy shagging. Happy shagging. <laughs> yeah.